We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What it is, y'all? What it do? What's going on with you, Lisa? Nothing much, you know, just trying to live, trying to make it day to day. Um, job hunting in Washington, D.C. Uh, if anybody has any leads, be sure to email Brunch Culture. Um, <laughs> put in a subject. Put in a subject. <laughs> job, job opportunities, Lisa, and I'll it will get to me. I promise it will. <laughs> the struggle is real. Look at use your platform to get where you need That's to go. Yo, it. it's it's like a um, but it's Indeed out there. You can get on Indeed. I'm on all um, Idealist. Yeah, Gov. LinkedIn. Yeah. USA Gov. You applying for the wrong place. USA.gov. <laughs> .gov. Yeah. You know what I mean. There you go. I was like, USA.gov. Yeah, you ain't you ain't so, <laughs> right so Pacific. You know when people say Pacific oh, instead of like specific. the ocean. Huh? Right. Like the ocean. I always be like, like the ocean. Gotcha. I know it's specific, okay, you guys. I just want to mess with Randall because he's about. She, nah, she she thought it was Pacific. No, I didn't know. It's just it's the ocean. No. It's the ocean. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having these names that have been so basic. You know how guys be like, that chick basic. Well, that's kind of how our names was. <laughs> and so we've been playing <laughs> some better names for you guys. So we came up with um, the scroll, which is what our weekend review used to be. And so everybody's, when they're at brunch, they're scrolling through their social media. And they see different points. And they're like, oh, that's good. Have y'all seen this? And so we have that to um kind of take over the weekend review is going to be the scroll we hope you guys like the name if you don't like the name um keep it to yourself because yeah, we ain't changing i'm just playing now nah, y'all can tell us y'all can hit us up on twitter at brunch culture and tell us what y'all think about the name if y'all have better honestly man this has been it's one of those things that we were like all right cool so we want to we want to make it like so people get it and then realizing that yo podcasters podcast listeners aren't stupid they have brains and you know you don't have to tell them that it's the week in review right like but then we didn't even want to do we didn't want to do hot topics too because everybody and their mama say hot topics so we got the scroll yeah we said what okay yeah, so everybody and their mama have hot topics. So we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to do that. So we've come up with the scroll, and I actually think it makes sense because as she said, you know, you scroll through your phone all the time, and you're just like, oh, this is what's going on. And this pop up, and we're talking about it. So that's what we're going to do. So this part of the show is called the scroll. The scroll. <laughs> the scroll. It's so lame, yo. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think of the scroll, and then I start thinking about the Bible, and then the scroll, and then I think about, like, the big sheet of paper. It, it's okay. Never mind. Um, we're going to talk about the Google N word. So Google N word. <laughs> I just spent three years at seminary. You gotta, you gotta recognize the name connections. 
Gotcha. Okay, so it's going back. That's that's good though. I mean, that's good. So you can talk about in interviews, like why you sit in the interview with somebody and be like, "Oh, the scroll," and then you'll start talking about something biblical, and then they hire you. That, that's good. I look, you know. No, they probably good like, No, that's not current. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about social media timelines. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're behind like uh, two thousand years. Well, no, it's older. But anyways, yeah, let's go into the Google N word. <laughs> yeah, man. So Google is um so I was actually so this is how it happened, right? I was on I was literally on social media. And it's not I'm not just saying it's just so, you know, to make the connection of like scrolling. We legit were scrolling. Like I was scrolling through the phone. Um and I was actually on the phone. phone. I was scrolling through my phone. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, no. So I was <laughs> so I was going through my phone and um, I was on Facebook and I saw a picture of it. And so I was like, well, let me try to do it. And so I tried to do it. And it was interesting because I was on the phone with one of my homeboys and um, actually two of his friends who are conservatives. And we were having like this race relations debate talk um, from this upcoming. We have some I have something that's like coming up. Um, it's like a, a online town hall forum. I'll give you guys more details about that later. But we were talking about that, and I actually typed it into Google, and I saw that if you put in N-word house, like the actual spell out the word, I hate the word, so I'm not going to say it. Lisa can say it. That's her favorite word. Ooh, but if you put that word, <laughs> if you put that word in house, it goes to the White House um, on Google. Oh. And yeah, like Google Maps. And I'm just like, at first, I thought it was a joke. You know how people, like, can doctor up stuff and make it seem like it's something that it's really not. So I was like, nah, it's not, like, a real thing. Um, but apparently, yeah, it, it, it was a real thing. And Google actually had to, like, release an apology and say what it was. One of my homeboys um, had posted on his social media page, like, what happened. Um, and apparently, I think, like, they get they give users the ability to like make adjustments or um they they form the names based on what people call it what people search it so apparently people were calling the white house the in-house and so in just in the d the dc area the dmv area if you searched it on your phone it would go there oh, which that's so crazy yeah it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's so funny, though, because you it makes you think about, like, when people say stuff like, oh, well, you know, don't nobody use it, use that word, and racism doesn't exist. And you see that that's what they call the place that the president and the first family lives now. Yeah, oh, it's, right. It's crazy. And people are, you know, people apparently are still racist. If you think they aren't, things like this shows that they are. Uh, exactly um so you can't you know say like the lady of fox news we've passed that because we haven't passed it google n-word in-house just kind of validated that you can say it lisa that's your word cuz go through make it happen you know i'm trying to reform i'm trying to be reformed with the use um you've had some influence on me and i just want to kind of you know not use it because it's causing a problem you know, in the no, you know what? I one thing I've had to learn to do, and I actually used to be an undergrad. I used to really be like, you can't say that word around me. If you say it, I'm like not talking to you. It was just not my thing, right? So some of my friends used to call me um, Malcolm X. I always thought that I was more like Martin Luther King, but they used to be like, nah, you like Malcolm X. It was kind of bad. Well, you could say but, no, no, and like, I, derivatives. or ninja derivatives. 
derivatives oh, are okay. just as bad. So, um, so yeah, so um, I just really, I, I didn't like it, right? I just had a problem with it. But it's one of those things now that I've realized that, you know, if that's your thing, if, if that's what you do, that's fine. But when I was a kid, though, my aunt, I had said it, I maybe, and I was probably like in like the first or second grade, right? And so I really didn't know what the word meant. I just knew I heard people say it. So I said it, and I was on a playground. Um, we were out of town visiting my aunt, and I, I said it, and then all of a sudden, like, I hear, like, all kinds of yelling and screaming. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't get it. And, like, look, turn around, and my aunt is, like, right there. And she was like, you don't say that word, and yada, 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 yada. yada. And she, like, little lag went in. And so then she made me go get a dictionary, look up what the word meant, and I had to write the definition on the word. I want to say maybe like 150 times. I know it was well over 100 times. So you've been traumatized. And That's what it is. And you're trying to bring that I trauma to me. No, I'm just saying that, you know, over as, as life, as life progressed in through time, I just realized, you know, for me, it just don't work. It's not my thing. I don't want to call nobody that, no derivative of it. I don't want to give it no power. It just is what it is. But I honestly, I understand that some people believe that I'm changing the word and we're changing the word and we can call, call it what you want to call it. I just ain't going to be able to use it. And yeah, it is what it is. Now I feel like as I say this, though, people are going to purposely tweet me or inbox me or text me the word just to piss what's me up, off. And, and I'm just, when I go, I'm going to say, what's up, ma? And then I'm going to just stop. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's okay, though. My hitter. That's all right. And I'm going to say hitter. <laughs> so in other news with POTUS this week yeah so POTUS um, he actually joined Twitter the president tweeted his first tweet said something to the tune of after six years they finally allowed me to get one of these things um, so it's pretty uh, cool tweeted him back and was like uh, do they let you keep the uh, Twitter handle when you leave office and he was like yeah. something about Axe Flotus yeah, no, he was like, he was like, do you know anybody that's looking for the uh, the handle uh, Flotus or something like that? Because you know, be first of course, gentleman. yeah, yeah, he would be. So that whole like, I don't, we don't need. It's funny though, because like nobody's ever thought what it would be called if it becomes a, or when it becomes a thing. F G O T. Nobody's like. Fogus. Fogus. Fo. Fo uh, yeah, it's not. Put that master's degree to work. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Well, you know, it's not, Hillary's not winning anyway, so it's gonna be a. Uh, it's still gonna be Florida. So you know. Okay. But in other news, Jay Z and Beyonce secretly yeah. wire money <laughs> to pay bail of protesters, and I was like, salute them. I think they leaked that though, because they secretly wired it, and now it's publicly wired. Um. Yeah, yeah like, it was yeah, okay. them or somebody from their camp that they was just kind of like, well, you know, yeah, it's all right. You can tell them like we ain't gonna be mad if you tell them, yeah. which I don't mind. But I, I thought it was, you know, I always think about like back in the day. So your Ruby D's and your Harry Belafonte's and all of these entertainers that were social activists. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, the amount of work and money that they that they gave to movements and gave to change. And it's interesting to see. You know, we always say, like, our celebrities aren't doing enough, and what are they doing, what are they doing? But it's really interesting to see Jay-Z and Beyonce in the most, they kind of, like, told the line of, you know, they are not, 
standing out and saying like Black Lives Matter in their videos and stuff like that because unfortunately today something like that would piss some people off and they'll start it'll like start to cut into their money but what they do do is they like show up to the events um I remember when there was like a rally in New York um for Trayvon Martin and they showed up to that event and they took pictures with like his mom and his uh his mom and dad and brother um uh I want to say too that they were they were at a couple other uh different rallies and things like this where you know they're actually putting money into the community and so it is um I, it, it's one of those things that is like I'm glad that they're using their influence and they're doing what they can do within the scope of what they can, which doesn't like ruin, you know, their careers or their their fame or their celebrity or their platform. Yeah. They're able to put money out there in that way. And shout out to Beyonce too, because she actually uh, was uh, showed up to a Hillary Clinton uh, fundraiser. Yeah, she's trying to get Hillary in there, but you know, like I said, yeah, she's gonna be in there. She's not gonna be in there. Anyways, and other Beyonce well, who got, news. Who, who y'all got over there though? Y'all ain't got y'all don't got J and B. So who y'all got? Because J and B uh, got Barack and Michelle. We in got there, Walker, so. Texas Ranger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got <not> right. <laughs> <laughs> you remember he did that speech? What's that young to that empty chair? A long time ago at the Republican. Anyways, we're not going back. We're gonna stay present. That's that's about the only celebrity we got. But we're gonna get some more, y'all. Don't don't fret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got enough. Like yeah, I got enough. When the eyes of a ranger are upon you, you remember that scene from? Ranger That's why you were Republican. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we are going in. Uh, in other news this week. Um, yo, title got some some traction. A lot of people are talking about title. Yeah, title was actually when I started typing into uh, Twitter, it was actually something that what popped up. I don't know if it was trending, but it definitely popped up. And I know I don't normally search it. So I'll say that I probably was tw- uh, trending, but it came off the heels of uh, the feeling myself video, Nicki Minaj and Beyonce released exclusively to title feeling myself. And of course, everybody, I was on Instagram and this one girl had uh, posted that I officially started my uh, title subscription 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I was <laughs> Alright, Jay-Z only need to be high to subscribe to get him to billionaire status. <laughs> right. If they get that residual income, they're going to have to release a new Beyonce video every month because, I mean, some people are just going to unsubscribe. Because uh, yeah. I know it's like that, that initial trial, like seven-day trial. So I would have just put my credit card in there if I was that devoted. Put it in there. Oh, it's not it's not a 30-day trial? I thought it was shorter than that. I don't know. I was on there when I first looked at it. When it first came out and I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, I might sign up. And then I looked that it was more expensive than Spotify. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> and then when the Beyonce video came out, I said, oh, okay, I'm not going to do it because I didn't even watch her free one. Um, but no shade to Beyonce. Feeling myself, that's a, it's a hip song. You know, I said hip. That sound Did old. you say a hip song? Yeah, I sounded old. Dang, you sound like some of them. Yeah. It's a, that song's hip. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't All mean right, that. Lisa. Yeah. It's so no, you can mean it. It's him. <laughs> you and Walker's Texas Ranger. It's him, <laughs> and that's good. So yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know everybody was posting the pictures of the Beyonce with the uh, Chicago Bulls bathing suit jersey. Yeah. I'm sure that's gonna be at every beach this summer. People was probably buying yeah. them. If she was smart, she probably made her own and put them on Beyonce.com. Nah, she that that ain't her lane. Selling a well, selling apparel like that. It's so funny though, because I I realized like when celebrities start to sell kind of uh, 
well, quote unquote celebrities start to sell apparel is usually when they, things aren't going too well for them. Um, no, for real, because I realize like they'll usually just sell them at like their concert. So they have like somebody that'll make a shirt and they'll let them come and sell the shirts at their concert and they get money. But usually like your, your big time A-list celebrities don't they don't like sell shirts and stuff like that that's kind of like well she could have she it could have been a special collection on a house of dairy on you remember she had that fashion line with her mom i don't think is that is that still open though i don't know Not i no, think it I, left I, with I, apple bottom left um no i think it lasts a little longer than apple bottom apple, apple, apple bottom, bottom jeans. i knew you was about to start singing that song I, gosh i knew you was about to start singing this song. <laughs> i saw a little a little <laughs> meme with a cat with uh jeans on and it said apple bottom jeans boots with the fur. It made me laugh. It was I saw it on um, Instagram two days ago. So somebody called. Um, I found out that somebody calls memes memes. <laughs> I used to it <laughs> when I first saw it. <laughs> and it's so funny because I it made me think about when I when I start seeing them, I just wouldn't say what it is. <laughs> like like the the whole gif thing when people say it's a gif or a gif. Because I don't know, I just won't say it. I'll be like, oh, this little like video. And I'll be like, oh, you know the pictures with the words on them? <laughs> I thought it, is it G-I-F oh. or GIF? Choosy Mom's Choose GIF. You remember that? What? That was a commercial. Choosy Mom's Choose That must have came on cable. I didn't have cable. <laughs> we had this thing called, we had like regular TV and we had this thing called a box. And that's like where the videos came on. Yeah. And like you had a form you knew about the box we didn't have cable my parents didn't get cable till i was 18 and by that time i was sitting in the dorm <laughs> yeah they didn't so you have cable? they didn't want us to have cable because they wanted to shield us from oh. the bad things that were on tv so the That's only good. time i used to see music was when they used to have the grammy you saw music like you know video <laughs> videos i'm talking about like videos like when the Grammys used to come on or the American Music Awards or the Billboard, that was like my outlet to hear secular music and to see the people. Because at one time so I confused black with Destiny's Child and it was, it was real confusing because I wasn't allowed to be, be, you know, don't judge my life. This is the life I, this is the this cards I've Yo, you know what? I'm not. I'm not judging you because I'm actually. I'm gonna adopt your story. When people start asking me why we didn't have cable when I was a kid, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, my mama wanted to. You know, she wanted to censor what I watched." <laughs> <laughs> we had an antenna. Oh, we had money for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we weren't gonna be able to do it. Anybody got no money for that? Yeah. So I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks. You know, cable. Nothing's on that holly anyway. So. You didn't miss too yeah. much. We didn't miss too much as we was in the boat together. So, y'all, <laughs> we want to do something special for you because we love and appreciate every listener, every person who faithfully uh, tunes into us, who subscribes on iTunes, who subscribes on Spreaker. We love you guys. So, on our for yes. our next episode, which is episode 50, to, Five zero. to infinity and beyond. Come on, somebody. Wait, to infinity and beyond. Toys are Toy Story, not Toys R Us. Um, it's just Lord, Mr. Random just, stuff just, coming out today. Um, excuse me. Just, uh, we have a... <laughs> we're going to give you brunch on us. We got brunch on us for you because this is brunch culture. We These are brunch conversations. You get it? <laughs> Imagine me winking at you right now through the 
Wink. wink, wink. It's your right eye too. You wink with your right eye to get the vision. Wink, wink. What if you That's wink with your is. left eye though? I don't. You know what? I always feel like when I when I wink with my left eye, I feel like I'm twitching, as opposed to like the right not. my right eye. It seems a little, and maybe because I'm right-handed. You know, my, I guess my right side is my strong side. You know, strong side. All right. Well, you know, yeah. we're gonna have a contest <laughs> for you to win brunch on us. <laughs> Um, so all you have to do is go on iTunes and rate our show. When you rate it, though, we want you to screenshot it, post it on social media, and tag us. And exactly. from that, we will pick a winner and announce it on episode 50. So we will also <laughs> post this contest rules on social media, just in case you didn't catch it. But all you have to do is rate our show on iTunes, screenshot it, and post it on social media, and tag brunch culture on instagram yes. at brunch underscore culture and on twitter at brunch culture and on facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture and we are going to monitor all three of them so you can actually post you can just post it one time on either one of them if you want to post on all of them we love it we appreciate it but this is the way that we want to give back to you guys and say thank you for seeing us through to episode 50 yo Turn like up. 50 episodes I, it's, it's so funny I remember thinking about like our very first episode and you know all the planning that we did and talking and stuff beforehand and meeting up and trying to see like test ideas and then at that point you was like let's just make it happen and I'm like Whoa. make it happen really like you know what I'm saying like we gotta do this and we gotta do this he was like yeah let's just make it happen let's just go let's just do it let's roll with it and here we are we gotta... 50 episodes 50 later in. and we've had thousands of listens and supporters and yeah it's what it is I'm, I'm, I'm happy turn up turn up what's up y'all so on twitter uh this week before I go there so yeah you, we guys we, we mentioned to you guys that we're trying to like revamp these titles so we need help with this idea of the main topic because the main topic sounds like the plain topic <laughs> and, and we want to like you know change it up we want something that's a little more catchy some things that y'all like like we've been I've been like I've had like a couple things in my mind and Lisa got some things in her mind and we just kind of jet a lot but nothing is really like sticking 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 so in that if you guys have suggestions on titles let us know what you think it should be but we're gonna roll with the main topic this week and the main topics this week is black church sex Ooh. yeah real provocative right yeah. I was like, ooh, so, my God, they having sex in the black church? Man, didn't even know. Who would have thought? So, on Twitter, again, scrolling through Twitter, this actually happened, like, two two days ago. I was on Twitter, um, getting ready to walk out of the door, and I saw a friend of mine tweet about it, and it says something like black church sex, and I was like, that's a real provocative title. Like, why would that be? So I clicked on the hashtag, so I start scrolling through and I'm seeing all these tweets and I'm like, yo, this conversation happened last week and I missed it. I didn't know, you know, what was going on. I didn't know. I had no idea. It wasn't previewed to any of this information. And so I go through and I'm just like, you know, scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. Of course, I wasn't doing this while I was driving. I waited till I got to my office. But I was going through and I realized, yeah, this was a... Uh, a pretty in-depth conversation. There's actually a lot of different people um, were having this conversation and, and started it. I believe it comes from For Harriet, uh, for the the founder of ForHarriet.com. She actually posted a video about it, and 
it's like a dialogue. It's called Black Church Sex. It's a dialogue on faith and female pleasure. Um, and the video actually that I, I saw was that I found was posted about six hours ago. And yeah, they're going through just the, the topic of they're talking about that. And a lot of people are um, commenting on what it means and what it thinks. So we just kind of want to further that conversation here at Brunch Culture. We want to talk about it honestly. And I'll be the first to tell you. And maybe it's just like, you know, from my own ignorance. But it's not something I ever considered. Right. I never considered the way that our upbringing in the church and like our cultural norms in the church and the things that we're taught to do um, in terms of like man versus woman, I never considered how that made women feel um, and how, what, what position that put women in. And I think it speaks to my own male privilege, if you will, that I've never had to think about that. Right. And so some of the things that people post out, it, it makes you, it, it, it made me just kind of start thinking and it really got my wheels to turn. And I'm, I'm the person that always wants to consider uh, the stories of those people that are unheard, those people that don't have the ability to, or people aren't, don't really give context to them. I'm the person that wants to advocate that and be there for that. So I really, my eyes have been like wide open um, with this thing. And I'm really trying to, uh, there was a conversation that happened on Thursday as well. Um, another conversation that happened about black church sex and a lot of people, I mean, you have people that are just kind of talking all the time, like from all different sides, men and women that are talking about their experience with black church sex. And so it was real interesting. Lisa, what you thought about it? Um, like you hit me to it. I had saw like somebody else post about it in passing when I was scrolling through my Twitter line, but I didn't know like it was like a trending topic. Like so many people were dialoguing about it. And well, so many people were uh, discussing it on Twitter. And when you were like, check it out, and I started scrolling through my timeline, I was like, oh, this is a thing. I saw a yeah. couple pastors tweeting about it. I saw it's it's primarily looks like from what I saw, a, like a feminist group um, trying to really dive into that because I know especially if if you are a strong feminist, especially in a theological world. Um, you have very strong positions about how the Bible talks about women to submit to men. Um, you have talks about like the Bible saying, I suffer not a woman to preach. I mean, teach, uh, you have strong thoughts about this whole man leadership or, you know, modest apparel, um, uh, that some feminists see as very oppressive. So, um, I guess they want to give, uh, like you said, a kind of a voice or kind of like this uh, platform or this context to people who want to challenge what Paul said on sexuality and want to challenge our um, context on sexuality in the Western culture in black church settings. So women at uh, now more and more women are being able to be in the pulpit. But before you go back 20 years or even 10 years, you know, women being in the pulpit, no, you're, you're stuck in the pews, even though you make up probably 60 or 70 percent of who's in here. You still have to submit to male leadership, even in your vows. Um, obey. Um, a lot of women don't like that. Um, <laughs> your husband. Yeah, cause I know some. <laughs> and so people see that as very oppressive. So I think they want to talk about it because I saw one tweet that me and Randall were talking about was the fact that one girl was saying that she 
was raped and her mom was like always giving her speeches on virginity and telling her that she could only be close to the Lord if she had her virginity. And so those kinds of thoughts um, and that mentality kind of, you know, challenge people. Like if I, if I'm active sexually am is God going to dismiss me? Um, and I think that's an important thing to talk about because people are having sex, but they aren't talking about it. So we're, it's like the elephant in the room, especially in the black church. People are getting it in. I mean, if you want to believe it or not, then that's on you. But the reality is, <laughs> people are getting it in. People are getting it in. Um, well, I think one of the things though, from that, that's that particular tweet though, that is another element that I think was really important though, was the fact that she, it wasn't like she just went off to have sex. She was actually raped, right? So she was sexually abused. And because she has always been told that her virginity is so important for her to, and this is, you know, my, my, my presumption from the, the tweet, I actually read the official tweet. The tweet says, I was raped at 14 and couldn't tell my mom because of years of lectures on virginity and without it, I couldn't be close to God. Pound black church sex. And I think the element there is there was something that happened to her. She was, she was stripped of, you know, her virginity, her dignity, her innocence was taken away from her from that in that sense and she didn't know what to do with it because i'm going to who do i tell this person that tells me that my virginity is so important and that's something that i need to maintain and to keep in order for you know god to love me and i think it, it i would imagine that it probably wasn't said that explicitly in a sense that god wouldn't love you if you don't have don't have it and i think the the main idea to grab from well that i started to grab from a lot of tweets that were similar to that is there is so much pressure on women within the church and so much of a push on women within the church to be pure, to be holy, um, to not to not be in touch with your sexual side or your sexuality that hers was taking, taken from her. And she thought that it was even worse. And like, not only is this such a bad thing in terms of people, but now there's an issue or divide between me and God for something that happened to me that, I didn't ask to, to happen to me, right? I didn't ask for this to happen. No, I didn't. This wasn't by choice. And so I think when we talk about it, we qualify. We have to be not acknowledge the fact that it's not just like she's not on the same level of people that are just choosing to have sex. Hers was taken away from her. And because of the the story that we the, the, the way that we put so much of a focus on virginity to women in her case, women and girls, in her case, when it was taken from her, she couldn't find refuge because it was, she didn't, she no longer wanted to, she didn't want to be, have a problem as well. She didn't want, you know, people to think like, oh, now you can never be close to God or now you have an issue with God. And I think that is a sticky thing, right? So we always talk about, oftentimes what happens is I believe people are people get so caught into being extremely, extremely like religious and, and you better not do this. and You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And it's unfortunate that the flip side of that comes out that you're you're missing a group of people that exist. Right. So you're missing and in, in kind of saying that her mom and in the culture of which she lived in kind of told her that it doesn't really matter that you've been raped in essence. Right. Like she she felt that way. She was kind of reared to believe that now she's bad and the bad things on her. And I think that's what, that's one of the things that um, I took from, from the tweet and reading the tweet. Yeah. I think that for, um, 
that it's like so so many different facets because you like the rape component and the fact that she doesn't feel that when she's not feeling the love from her mom with like all these stern rules like i don't have the freedom to mess up so she didn't mess up but the fact that she's been instilled in this it makes her feel like she's the villain even though she's the victim and that's that's a problem that's somebody kind of you know throwing this at you like hey this is this is this standard i want you to meet if you fall it's no help for you and that's that's something that can't be beat into people's minds because i mean to me that's not jesus what jesus came to die for if we could meet the standard he wouldn't have had to die so obviously you know it's the other way he loves us even when we mess up that's what makes it so appealing like if if people understood that i one of my favorite scriptures is in micah 6 where he it says he delights in mercy and who is this god that delights in mercy he delights in forgiving us like who does that who delights in like um like forgiving you when you mess up i know when i mess up with just friendships or any kind of relationship nobody likes to keep forgiving you yeah, I'll be the first to tell you. I tell you this all the time. I ain't gonna be able to do that. That ain't me. <laughs> so you know, to 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 uh, promote a guy that's like, oh, if you mess up, that's it for you, is is really a false depiction of who God is. And I saw something else that was on um, Brittany Cooper's. Um, I believe she's a professor. Her handle name is Professor Crunk, um, and she said it's not abstinence and celibacy that equips you to find the right partner it's emotional maturity and knowing what you want and need and even though i don't agree with a lot of her tweets that she posted i do agree with this one because in the church i think abstinence is is good i promote abstinence but that's not the only thing like just because you date somebody and y'all don't have sex that doesn't mean y'all compatible there's so many different dynamics <laughs> to a relationship. <laughs> what you laughing at? You never had none. I ain't never had none. So we need to be together. <laughs> we just learn together. Let's just make it happen. That's only one dimension to a relationship. I mean, you can't right. do that all the time. You have to make sure that y'all can communicate. There's so many other facets. And when you put that in front of somebody, the only thing they're focusing on is, okay, let's not do this one act. But I miss the fact that we can't talk we can't communicate we don't even know what each other wants out of life this isn't this is a false depiction and i was telling somebody this the other day when i was scrolling through my uh, instagram feed and there's this um lady on instagram who promotes you know purity and i think what she does is great but she talks about her story and how her husband her and her husband didn't kiss till they got married and all of this and i thought that was a that's a great story but it promotes the idea like she's always talking about like sis if you want your adam you need to be pure but then there's the flip side there's some people who are pure i and single um there's some people who were promiscuous and married so there's no one way i mean there's an ideal way but in the reality there's people that are promiscuous that are married there's people who had sex on their first date that, that that married that person there's there's you know there's a a majority in these scenarios where that doesn't happen every day but it does happen so to promote this idea is not being realistic because it's not in every you there's no ideal story for every marriage 
So if I'm looking for this or saying God is going to bless me for my purity in marriage, then I could be disappointed. I'm not saying you, I think that you should be pure, but don't purity doesn't purity is, is a lot of different things. One of my friends says purity is 360. Purity is what my mind is. It's not just my body, my mind. It doesn't just talk about sex. It talks about my tongue, how, how I talk. My speech, we, if we relegate purity to one thing, then we miss that it's other areas in life that you need to be whole. So it's interesting because I think with that, one of the things that I, I realized too, that was like a reigning theme. Um, there's a, there's a, there was one tweet um, from a guy that said something to the tune of, we have to teach men um, not to to find define themselves or find we have to teach men their worth doesn't lie in their ability to pull and control women, and then there uh, was another tweet that says why are women in women in tune with their sexuality reduced down to being promiscuous? Why is prom- promiscuity a reduction of character? And so I think. What I, what, what I gathered and what I started to see, and again, this really just opened me up to this whole idea. You probably have like dealt with this and talked about this in, in, in your studies and teachings and things like that. But I, to me, it's something I honestly had never considered. Um, but this almost very one-sided approach to purity, mm-hmm. this almost very one-sided approach to what it means to be uh, prepared and ready for... Um, your mate, mm-hmm. uh, and, and for women, it it the the it is framed as you being pure and 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 whole and a virgin and not having multiple sex par- sexual partners and you know not thinking a certain way, not acting a certain way, so that you can get this ideal man. And I think for men, it's different. I think that what they're saying. And what they're getting, and I, I, if you guys have opinions on this, definitely like hit us up and let us know because this this topic for me is really interesting because again, it's not something I've ever had to consider. But it's saying that you know they're saying like for men, we don't that same push and that same focus is not equally balanced um, as it is for women, right? So when is the last time you heard uh, somebody say a man has to be pure for? for his wife, right? You need to be like a virgin <laughs> so in order white. to get your wife. So you can wear white. Yeah, so you can wear white. <laughs> th- that, yeah, that's it. Like the whole thing. Like we just, I've never thought about like, oh, I got to make sure like I save myself uh, for my wife in the sense that she don't think I'm dirty if I, I it's never been a thought. Nobody has not ever talked like thought, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's ever mentioned that or said that to me. Like growing up, it was definitely, you know, abstinence, abstinence, abstinence. Like, we were taught that and taught that that was a thing to do. Um, and it was a thing that you should be doing. That was a thing that God wanted for your life. And, you know, wait until you're married. Um, but that same push, you know, in the way, yeah, it wasn't on the man as in the way that it is on the woman. So, like, what do you think about that? You, remember, that, you know what that made me think about um, in the Bible uh, in John when the woman is caught in the act of adultery and they bring it to Jesus? Mm-hmm. But where's the dude? Adultery is a two-party Act. Yeah. I'm yeah. a threesome, but it's usually a two-party act. Threesome. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Nah, nah, nah. But you know, they they only brought the woman to Jesus, and so Jesus 
didn't really pay them attention. He said he that was without sin cast the first stone, and everybody just walked off. Cause right, I can't. Well, time to go. Back it up. But I think that the the balance to this argument is not that we need to necessarily lower the standard of purity, but equally give the standard to both parties. Um, you said what? No, I said I follow. Yeah, I think that if you're going to have a standard that both people like if you're going to bring somebody before Jesus where you need to bring both because the the double standard shows that you're a hypocrite. And so nobody's ever going to take your position seriously if it's not equally given to men and women. So the necessary what 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 some people are arguing is for the standard to be lowered for everybody. I'm arguing for the standard to be the same for all. And I think that the standard could be, you know, purity, but say that if you, in case you fall, you have an advocate with the father to repent. And then if you repent, you start over and go again. And if you fall again, hey, you know, (laughs) but the standard should be the same for all. And so we've done men a disservice for not raising that standard for them and and maybe thinking, man, how different would society be if we raised the standard for men so they wouldn't be having all these children out of wedlock? They would, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes two people, you know, when the woman has a child, they're like, oh, you know, even going back to the black church, when a woman gets pregnant, she got to get out the choir. The dude can still be playing the drums. You know, <laughs> that's not fair. You know, that's how it yeah. works. Yeah. Um, but no, if you're going to have a standard, hey, you don't get to play the drums, you don't get to be the choir. Now, I don't really think that's the proper way to handle it, but I'm just saying there needs to be equality. And so we, you have to, it's two parties in this. Why are we not teaching the men? If we're not going to teach the men, then we can't really say anything to the women. And I think that's what this hashtag black church sex is kind of pointing out the blind spot in it. Um, but I don't think the solution should be lowering, lowering the standard. I just think it should be um, having the same standard for all. So when, when, when things say like this, and I, again, you know me, I like to be a student. I like to learn. And I really like to get like, I like to hear different viewpoints and different sides and different positions um, to, you know, to, to get a better balance and a better feel. Um, so when people say things like, uh, there was another tweet that says, like, Christianity has trained women to think that their validation is through a man. Is that something that you think I think that's is... true. <laughs> so, so, like, how does that... I, I think, because it's, it's, it's such an interesting... It's such an interesting place, right? Because these conversations don't happen. And that's why I'm so... I was so intrigued by this whole black church sex thing, because it is something... And, it, and you know me, like, I've... I, I I'm, I'm questioning things and I question things and I'm, I'm like pushing, I push back on things that to me is like, it don't make sense or it's just one sided. So in this, I always talk about like, you know, the privileged people and how they don't have to consider people. And in this moment, I think I realized that just by the fact that I'm a man, I'm privileged mm-hmm. and I've been privileged. Right. And it's not something that I've ever had to think about. And as much as I think, as as much as I'm a critical thinker, when it comes to 
issues of life, issues of social, like social issues, um, issues of religion and religious rules and religious practices and how those things are impacted by our capitalist society, our Western culture, and people don't want to recognize that, don't want to realize, you know, how they are, their belief or their practice of being a Christian or their religious values are largely influenced by capitalism and culture. The fact that, you know, I think analytically about those things all the time, and this is something that I just kind of jumped over, right? Like, and I mean, I could tell you, I, I thought about like, hey, you know, I, I can definitely, I know it's no secret that the man is, <laughs> holds more weight um, than the than, than a woman does in terms of like ability and and, and access to do things like that's something I'm not oblivious to. But I think just seeing these tweets, I'm starting to see like the intricacy of it, right? Um, ways in which I'm like, huh, Wait, never thought about it like privilege. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and because I'm an advocate for, <laughs> you know, the, the underdog and the, the person that doesn't have a voice, this is just really sticking out to me. So what are you, when those types of statements are made, like what types of things, if anything, right, can be done? Does that mean that it's a flaw in the system? It's a flaw in the makeup? Because this guy, I mean, he says Christianity has trained, right? So I just take that to mean that, you know, he is calling out or calling for an examination of the the Christian way of doing everything, the Christian way that we know it, that we've received of doing things. Is that something that you think that like, I think is valid? I think that's a a valid point. I think that we look at the, the Bible through capitalistic um, Western eyes. And I think Mm -hmm. that affects how we view scripture. I think one of the most uh, profound books that I read in school was this book called Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes. And just to look, at different passages through the eyes of somebody that is middle eastern and comes from that context certain things were totally different but because we have our our western lenses on we see things differently so just looking to like politically what we're going through now women make less um than men Uh, well it depends. Y'all just have to work harder. <laughs> I know you was about to say something. I say she dad. <laughs> I was about to beat you too. I'm it. never gonna let her go, man. <laughs> I'm never gonna let her go. <laughs> but when you see that women had to fight for equal rights, so a lot of the lenses that people see, you know, even people that are Christian, pe- Christian males see the lenses through a Western eyes. So in a sense, we're not equal in society. So then it, it, I could read that into scripture, you know what I'm saying? Because that's my personal experience. And I think we really need to reevaluate scripture with critical lenses and in the context that it was actually, uh, written in to get the right grasp on what it's actually saying, instead of just looking at it through lenses that of our own experience. Um, and I think that's a healthy way to look at it now. So. I think that for what he's saying, I think he has a valid point. Um, I might not agree with all of his conclusions and what we should do, but I think that is, we should definitely look at scripture um, without the Western lenses, because as you say all the time, capitalism, whether we want to admit it or not, affects American Christianity, affects the black church. 
and yes. um you know if you if you don't believe it we got a clip that we can show you where somebody admits it so uh <laughs> <laughs> real for real admit it and admit it admits it boldly you <laughs> yeah dude was dude was on a whole nother a whole other day um but like i think i honestly think that this i was just so like you know, happy to see it. Um, there were some some conservative perspectives as well, and I think that you know a lot of people want a couple of and I, I can't I can't find it. I was trying to screen. I tried to like I thought I screenshot it, um, but uh, a lot of a lot of the conservative. Well, I won't say a lot of them. Right, there were like two people that had like very very conservative views, and like I clicked on their their profiles and I saw you know what they had to say. And a lot of it was just kind of like, there's this, this conversation is this surgeons of uh, people that are just, that just want to be worldly people was what one lady called it. Worldly people that, you know, just want to have a voice and just want to talk about something that they've never really tried to be living for themselves. And that, that's interesting. that just really, yeah, it just really, really bothered me because I'm like, I have to push back on that, and I don't think that that's the case, right? What I think has happened is this: these are people that existed in these spaces, or probably still to this day, you know, do exist to this exist in these spaces or in church, and they, for so many years, they have been told that they can't do, they don't matter, they are horrible, they're terrible, they're bad, they're the worst things ever, and people struggle, you know, with this idea of wanting to be accepted. And so if for so long you push people away, particularly in today's time when people have access to information, no longer are people saying that I can only get information from one person or one source or one book and I got to have the money to buy the book. They literally can pull out their smartphone or their dumb phone and do a search and they can get, you know, loads and loads of information. So you've, you've people's, ability to be enlightened and educated has elevated. And then now also people have platforms. They have social media where they can connect with people and express their thoughts, views, and opinions. And I really think that this, these are people that have in some way either studied it, analyzed it, or lived this uh, systematic oppression, if you will, of what they never asked for. These people didn't ask to, I, like the girl in the sense she never, she didn't ask to be raped. And so, and I so, wonder how much I would, I would be interested. This is the academic side of me thinking. My wheels are turning. I wonder how if somebody was to write a paper to see how the connection of um, slavery and um, like legalism intertwines, because even when we go back to talking about um, the girl who was raped. And how she, her mom was so hard on her. How like slave owners talking down to to black slaves affected them, and how they processed um, their religious experience. I think that would be an interesting paper. Hmm. And how that affected us through um, through generations. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. But I, I, I think. Like I said, I think that this, I, I just love the fact that this, this conversation exists. I think it pushes um, <clears throat> the church and church to 
deserve to have a conversation, believers in general, really, to have a conversation that they don't, you know, they don't want to have. Another thing that was talked about a lot here um, on during the time was there were a couple people that, which I don't know if this was a part of like the original mission or if this was just like a derivative that came from it, but they had a lot of, there were a lot of tweets about um, address, addressing homosexuality. And one guy particularly also addressed uh, HIV and AIDS. And I'm killing myself because I wish that I had it. I wanted to read it. Um, but it said something to the tune of like, uh, the, we can't, you can't address issues of HIV and AIDS within the black church because, um, oh, can't have a conversation about HIV and AIDS because y'all out here acting like the saints are celibate. No, they're secretive. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they are. They. It's a whole. It's a. And it, I think that the the reason this hashtag is so important is because, okay, there is a standard, but in order to for you to meet the standard, you have to admit this is a struggle. And so many people are walking around like they're good when they like to do say they're just being secretive. And yeah. so I can never solve a problem if I n never admit that it's a problem to begin with. Um, and you walk around like you're good. And I always, for me, my thing is issues grow in the dark. So the more you hide, I feel like the more power it has on you. When you expose right. it, I feel like you, in a sense, liberate yourself from the power because secrecy breeds guilt, secrecy breeds shame. And then you're cooked up with other people that are secretive and they might be ma malicious and prey on your secrecy and in a sense sometimes blackmail people um into doing things um that they don't want to do so i think that you know that is a valid point that it's not that they're so-called quote-unquote celibate they're secretive and and when you're secretive and you're condemning it's it's very much so a problem <laughs> um yeah. because a lot of people are secretive and then they act like they don't do anything which is a whole nother interesting thing on hypocrisy that we could dive into and yeah Ooh, don't start me on hypocrisy you know how i feel about <laughs> these super safe states that ain't did nothing and if you just spend five minutes behind closed doors <laughs> watching them on the camera you will see the real of the real but we're not going to go there um <laughs> no so i think it's Again, this conversation, I, I think, is great. You guys let us know what you think if you were a part of the Black Church Sex conversation. If there's anything you guys want to add, any questions that you guys want to talk about, um, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, um, on Twitter, at Brunch Culture. I honestly want to continue this conversation um, and to get more, to think more critically about it. I love, to, I, Lisa and I actually both love to really critically think we have conversations all the time. This is a lot, this is definitely one of those conversations that, you know, we have amongst ourselves and just trying to, you know, express different sides. Oftentimes, like, we don't think the same or we know, like, a, a, a different view that we're exploring and it's not exactly where the other person is, but we just enjoy this concept of exploring it. So what do you guys think about, you know, our talk today with Black, talk, uh, black Church Talk, uh, Black Church Sex, gosh, I don't know what I'm saying, um, as well as uh, just the Twitter conversation. Like, if there's another Black Church Sex conversation going on, we are going to be hashtagging this show. So you guys listen to it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, because we, we want to invite us to the conversation. Because that's important. Like, nah, I'm probably, I need to wear, like, 
midnight. <laughs> well, if everything's was new. When Jesus died, everything was new. You gonna wear white? Hey, Amen. I'm gonna wear red. <laughs> you gonna be wrapped up in? It's the- gonna represent the, the blood. <laughs> That's why it's gonna take no judgment. In. You can't judge nothing, <laughs> right? You can't judge nothing. I'm in the blood. Love it. <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> so, guys, we want to go into a new segment. We're bringing you guys an episode full of newness. Again, we're trying to change things up and, you know, just liven the show up, make some, some things new happening. Um, our new segment of the show is called Toast or Roast. Yeah. And the idea is, yes, Toast or Roast. So the idea of Toast or Roast is each week, Lisa and I are going to each bring you a toast or a roast, something that we want to toast to that has happened, that's going on, a person, an event, uh, uh, a topic that we want to toast to. It could be a song. It could be a poem, a movie, or something that we want to toast to. And then we also want to bring you a roast. Yeah. As always, at brunch, conversations go all over the place. So you might have a good conversation that you're toasting to somebody, but we toasted to Lisa's. At, at her graduation brunch. Yeah. And, you know, we got into uh, some, some some tight conversations, and that's where the roasting part comes from. So we're going to have to roast somebody. It's going to, you know, it can be like a deep roast where we, we really going to fire off and go into you, and it can be kind of a lighthearted roast where it's just like, yo, this is this is crazy. So Lisa going to kick it off. Lisa, what you toasting or roasting to this week? I'm toasting. I want to toast to Alexis Jones-Rose. She is the student at Clark Atlanta. Um, who disappeared. Um, she had 40 family and friends waiting on her at graduation. She never showed up. Apparently, she supposedly left her house at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I said 4 a.m. in the morning. That's repetitive. 4 That's repetitive. Yes. That's repetitive. Nobody knew it was the morning time <laughs> after 7 a.m. Gotcha. <laughs> she left her house and disappeared it, with her full graduation get-up. Um, the parents thought she was going to walk across stage, her family and friends, and she never walked. Um, they issued, like, you know, a missing persons report. It's all over social media, over TV. We're looking for Alexis. Alexis has been found in Illinois. Apparently, Alexis, according to <laughs> Clark Atlanta, she was never um, supposed to be graduate. She wasn't on the um, the roster to graduate. So, apparently, Alexis has been not telling the truth. Um, I want to toast to her because her this probably next few months is going to be real difficult with her family and friends. So I just want to give you a toast, Alexis. I'm just going to tell you, hey, you don't have to lie. I think the worst thing you could have did was lie. I mean, to disappear. You could have just told them, hey, like a week before, especially if they drove up and, you know, they came out of town and plane tickets. I understand you could have been embarrassed, but this is more embarrassing. So I'm just going to toast. Hey, let's not do this again, please. I don't know if it's a cry for help. I don't know what, but listen, that was not smart. You you didn't even tell your friends. Like, usually people tell their friends, girl, I'm not going to graduate. And y'all could come up with some kind of plan. Maybe they could have yelled your name and you could have ran across stage. And then they could have thought it was the announcer. And then you could have walked off and then went off and, you know, pretended like you was with the other graduates. But this whole disappeared to Illinois, I don't know. I, I, can't. I think Chick probably really didn't think that, for real, for real, somebody was going to uh, hit her up. Like, she really didn't think that 
somebody was going, they were going to, it's going to come like a national thing and people going to try to find me. She was probably you like, nah, you know. Like, wait, you're supposed to be at graduation. Like, who mama not going to, I think my mom would have beat me. Like, and I'm an adult. She would have beat me. Like, you, you're a grown, you're, you're, your family and friends, nobody knows where you're at. And you're supposed to be at graduation. You left at 4 a.m. They think you dead in the woods. They watch Criminal Minds. They watch CSI. They know it's real out here. You got to gotta think. And she drove to Illinois. Like, that's far from Georgia. <laughs> she had a lot of time to think. I'm glad she turned herself in because she could have just kept the charade going. She would have ran out of money, though. But I don't know. I don't know. So what I'm going to, I was actually going to do, I'm, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure if I was going to do a toast or a roast. And I kind of feel like I should do a toast, you know, because it's introducing and kind of lean y'all in. But um, I'm going to do a roast. It's going to be a light roast. It's not going to be a heavy roast. It's going to be a light roast. So I'm going to roast whoever the Twitter account is. The Twitter guy, somebody, once the pre- what's, uh, President Barack Obama joined Twitter, um, there was a lot of racist things that were said. A lot of people had crazy stuff to to say in response to him joining Twitter. One of the tweets read, hello, N-word, conservatives, welcome President Obama to Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's funny. I don't Uh, don't think it's funny either, but it's just like, really? I'm laughing like a really, dude. Come on now. I just... We're going to roast whatever ignorant person that created this. Apparently, after it was posted, the Twitter account was uh, was, the, was suspended, deleted. I think Twitter deleted it off of it. Um, and I'm just reading a story that uh, was actually, now tweet this out, too. It was actually a really nice video that Jonathan Capehart, who's someone I follow on social media, he's, um, um, he's a, a, a writer for the Washington Post. He posted about it. And he actually made this, like, video that commented on it and was talking about, like, the racism that still exists. But this whole, like, just the fact that this thing exists, the, the fact that somebody would have it in their mind to make that kind of tweet, you know, I just, it, 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 it kills me to, to hear people say things like racism doesn't exist. Racism is a thing that's perpetuated by black people that don't want to let the past go. You know, all of these like very ignorant things that are saying that, you know, race racism is fake today and we're, we've moved past it and it doesn't exist. The fact that someone would get on social media and tweet that to the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, they would get on and tweet that. And then we still, we still have to see, hear things like, oh, this is not a thing. This doesn't exist. It, you know, I, I just want to roast all of y'all for being stupid, oh. right? Because we can't, we can't honestly get to a place where we are able to deal with the problem and deal with the issues. And I do believe that there is work that can be done, you know, to to truly move us forward and to truly move us to a place where we can progress. But we can't do that when we have people of all races on all sides uh, that are saying that racism doesn't exist, right? I think this is a very clear thing. And this is one of the things that pops out to say like, yo, for real, for real, like somebody thought even if just as a joke to them or to their, their small circle, that this was something that was funny and a thing that should happen. And 
I think you suck, so I'm roasting you yep. this week. Yeah, and don't do it again. Um, I think I think Lisa is like trying to make fun of my roast. And it's no, okay, I'm though. not. I'm not. Talk, I'm not making That's fun the, of your roast. I'm saying don't do it again to the person who sent the tweet out. But again, they're not right. listening to me. Um, That's all right. No, I think your roast is good. I'm not making fun. Nah, nah, nah. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I just I got my arms. That's the conservative. I got my arms out. This is a virtual hug. I'm sending you. It's nothing but love. (laughs) Nothing but love. I I enjoy Jello. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my toast. Uh, Oh, that rhyme. It was supposed to rhyme. Anyways, yeah, that was the whole idea. Toast to roast. They rhyme. It's like I yeah. You know. You just got it. No, it just clicked again. It's fine. Oh, okay. It was a delayed <laughs> reaction. The second life of gotcha. <laughs> good <laughs> vibes. So we want to leave you <laughs> a good vibe. It's replacing our quote of the week, you guys. We it's it's all good vibes. It's all love. You see how I just hugged Randall virtually? Um <laughs> he felt it. I, my arms touched him. People who are unable to motivate themselves must be content with with mediocrity by Andrew Carnegie. And yes. yeah, if you gotta you gotta motivate yourself. You can't wait for other people to motivate you because sometimes people either don't know you need motivation, don't care, or they too busy with their own stuff to motivate you. So you gotta learn how to exactly. be your own cheerleader and say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this. We're gonna get it today." And so go out there and grind. That's your good vibe for this week. Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> so. Th- Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can check us all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com, on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. And remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>